0: Buddy, welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 363. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios with a little solo show. As always, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Our friends at Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our friends at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com, fill up your cart with sunglasses, blue light glasses, their new fall collection that is out and fresh and ready to go, as well as everything else that Tomahawk Shades has to offer on their website. And when you go to check out, use our promo code USP. And you'll get 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your entire order from our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Uh, Our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, the official vodka of the underground. You guys can go to StatesideVodka.com right now and get the Vodka Soda Party Packs while they're still in stock get them while they're hot because those things will fly off the shelves go to statesidevodka.com get those bad boys now and please you got to be 21 or older to do so and drink responsibly you crazy hooligans and our friends at kenwood beer the official beer of the underground you guys can go to kenwoodbeer.com use the kenny tracker to see who's got kenwood on tap you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. So let's get into this bad boy. It is Cowboys week. It's Monday night football. The Eagles taking on the Cowboys in what should be an electric matchup and a big-time litmus test for a number of reasons um, for this Eagles team. One, you're coming off a loss for the first time under this coaching regime. So I'm very intrigued to see how Nick Sirianni and the rest of his coaching staff assessed the loss during the week in practice, in film, in just preparation, and then how they, that translates out on the field against a, a Cowboys team that, sure, you know, we want to discount what they do because they're the Cowboys and, you know, we want to, uh, you know, Hype ourselves up, and I'm included in that, but we also have to realize that the Cowboys have talent. It's not going to be a cakewalk, and you got to hit this thing at all cylinders and make sure that you don't make yourself look like an absolute fool on Monday Night Football in Jerry World and have to deal with all the nonsense media headlines that would come with that. But I am intrigued to see how Nick Sirianni assessed this, this loss, assess this week of practice, and implements a much better game plan than he had against the 49ers because I think everybody, including Nick Sirianni, who said it himself, knows that game plan was nowhere near what it should have been. It was poorly executed, poorly prepared. And I think they they kind of like got an early season wake up call to to really put into perspective what they need to do to prepare for opponents on a week in and week out basis, which is a totally okay thing for this season. Because, as you guys know, on this show, Matt and I have both expressed this, that we think this year is kind of like a free roll. It's a it's a free, you know, base on balls, essentially, uh, for this Eagles team to kind of assess what's there, assess, you know, if Nick Sirianni can coach, which I think through two games he can, he, he's human, he makes mistakes, um, and to just kind of evaluate what is going to work with the way that you want this team to function, and I think... A big part of that is a, is coming out strong after a loss and not folding over to the competition in front of you. Now, I think the biggest issue that the Eagles have going into this game is you're heading in with three massive injuries all, uh, for players that you're not going to have Monday night, obviously. BG Brandon Graham the obvious one he's out for the season that one's gonna hurt big time so I'm, I'm do totally going to be looking at Josh Sweat Derek Barnett and Ryan Kerrigan and seeing how they step up in the absence of BG nobody can ever replace BG and that goes for you know when he eventually retires and all that nobody's ever going to fully replace Brandon Graham on this Eagles roster It's just a matter of, can these three guys in a rotation situation, hashtag bars, uh, you know, make up for what the the Eagles lose production-wise? And luckily, for the Eagles on the the Cowboys offensive line side of things, they're going to be going up against an undrafted free agent, I believe if I'm not mistaken, um, on that right tackle slot for the Cowboys, so there's a little bit of, of... Newness for the Cowboys there, where the three guys that are gonna be filling in for BG are, are full blown veterans at this point, uh, albeit you know Josh Sweat is a, a younger veteran, but those three guys have plenty of NFL experience, have been in big time situations before throughout their careers, and that should be a, a point of emphasis for this Eagles defensive you know game plan is to go and attack that right tackle position to get after Dak Prescott get after Zeke, and and really cause some, some chaos up front on that right side of the Cowboys' offensive line. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, you're missing two key offensive linemen. Brandon Brooks is out right now. Um, he'll be out eight weeks, according to Lane Johnson, in his press conference this week, uh, which is a bummer because Brandon Brooks is a key part of this offensive line when he's healthy. He is one of the best guards in football, and then obviously the biggest part of that equation is Brandon Brooks being healthy. He hasn't been fully healthy over the past couple of years, so for him to be out of the lineup this early in the season, once again, is a big-time big time blow for the Eagles offense, so we'll see who steps up in that role uh, on the right guard position for the Eagles, and then at left tackle, Jordan Mailata a precautionary out this week won't be out on the field and it's going to be Andre Dillard which for whatever reason I have like Winston Justice vibes going on in my head as soon as I saw the the news that Andre Dillard was going to be playing and Jordan Mailata was going to be out. Mailata's played so well to start this season the Eagles obviously gave him that big contract um, like right before the season started. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast network. Join me, KB and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP, breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season, wherever you get your podcasts. And Andre Dillard has been an afterthought, like... Honestly forgot he was still on this team. He has done absolutely nothing of substance to provide for this Eagles offense from the offensive line perspective. Um, He has been soft in practice from reports from from the media, and he just doesn't seem like a, a gamer. And hopefully he goes out and proves every single person wrong in this game, and it shows that the Eagles have legitimate offensive line depth. When somebody does go down at one of the tackle positions, although we know Andre Dillard can't play right tackle because he got absolutely blown up the one time he did in 2019, um, you just you just got to hope for the best. And luckily for the Eagles, Demarcus Lawrence is out in this game, but Randy Gregory could be returning. So that defensive line, although Randy Gregory is really the only like known defensive lineman on that line, it's a younger line, it's a different look that the Eagles haven't really gotten a chance to see much of, uh, from what I can remember from last season, and Demarcus Lawrence isn't in there, so that's a big benefit for this Eagles offensive line in terms of protecting Jalen Hurts, so they can kind of take a side, hopefully Demarcus Lawrence gets healthy, he's one of the better players in football, Um but when you can catch a break in terms of you know not having to face one of the better players in football, you take that break ten times out of ten. Um, so hopefully, you know, Andre Dillard can step up and, and be serviceable at you know, the very least, and, and not look like a total train wreck in his first start in two years. Um, first time at left tackle, if I'm not mistaken. I know when he played, he filled in at right tackle for Lane Johnson in twenty nineteen. So, I'm hoping he just doesn't look like a, an unmitigated disaster and uh, can actually help this Eagles offensive line in a time of need, protect Jalen Hurts on his blind side, and hopefully things don't go as poorly as they're shaping out in my head from that, that side of the line. <laughs> um, because, I, I, to be quite honest with you, I'm absolutely terrified that Andre Dillard is going to be playing in this game. Um and the fact that Jordan Mailata won't be in there to continue building upon the the great start he's had to this season is a big-time bummer, and hopefully Jordan gets healthy sooner rather than later. But beyond the offensive line issues, beyond no Brandon Graham, the biggest thing I want to see in this Cowboys game that we haven't seen like all season from this Eagles team is I want to see them generate turnovers, whether it's in... You know, fumbles, whether it's in sacks and getting the the turnover on downs, like interceptions. You have Darius Slay on this team. You have Steven Nelson on this team. You have Anthony Harris on this team. Unfortunately, Rodney McLeod won't be back for this game, but it looks like he's, you know, turning a corner and could be back very soon generate turnovers this Cowboys team isn't that great like they've played decently to start the year they're not world beaters they're not the LA Rams they're not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they're not these world beater teams that are are just invincible right now you can beat them you can force them to turn the ball over create pressure create turnovers and win possessions that way Get as many possessions as you possibly can, and get the ball in Jalen Hurts' hand to go down and score points for you. Or if you can make it happen, score defensive points. You know, run one back for an interception, pick six. Uh, you know, block a punt or a kick, and and run that bad boy back. Recover a fumble and get in the end zone. Like, the more opportunities you have to get this offense out on the field, I think the better it is for the Eagles because I think their speed matches up well against this Cowboys defense that is nothing to run home about. This Cowboys defense is so beatable, it's unreal. I couldn't believe the Chargers couldn't score more points on them in Week 2. They're beatable. So create turnovers. Make Dak uncomfortable. He's, He's what makes the offense go. The offensive line isn't what it used to be. Zeke is nowhere near what he used to be. And the only real weapons they have are CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. And if you're in the face of Dak Prescott, making him uncomfortable, forcing pressure, making him make bad decisions, he's not going to get the ball in the hands of those two playmakers who are notorious for killing the Eagles in these matchups. So you got to limit the amount of times that Dak can get the ball to those two wide receivers and make him uncomfortable. Make him make those bad decisions and force turnovers to help get the ball back in your quarterback's hands and let him show the world why he's a damn good quarterback and why he deserves the respect that nobody is giving him through six starts of his NFL career. It's absolutely mind-blowing to me, and we've talked about this a number of times on this show, that Jalen Hurts has just not received any type of respect from anybody, whether it be media, fans, from what it seems like other teams. He's getting little to no respect... And do I think that's also a good thing for him in just the way that he operates? Sure. But also, it would be very nice to show a little respect to a quarterback who has been there, done that at the highest levels, and now is starting to show that he can do it at the NFL level. We all know the traditional Big Four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you... The fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Cremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. <laughs> I'm fully expecting a big-time game from Jalen Hurts in this one, and he's faced the Cowboys before. He's faced the Cowboys before. You go back to last season in that little four-game stretch that he had uh, in his career to, to kick things off. It is, let's see here, Jalen Hurts' career. We need the old game logs. Here we go. 2020, Jalen Hurts against the Cowboys, sure, the Eagles lost, but he went 21 of 39, threw for 342 yards, he threw a touchdown, he turned it over twice, which last year's Eagles team, that's whatever, Uh, he fumbled twice, lost one of them, ran for 69 yards, nice, Uh, he got sacked three times, but I also don't think that was the Eagles' greatest game plan going into that one uh, where they weren't necessarily trying to win anymore at that point. But, I mean, he was able to throw all over that Cowboys defense, which I think last year was a better defense than it is now, and they weren't even that great last year. So he's faced this Cowboys team before, not the same scheme because Dan Quinn is here now, and I talked about this on Eagles Enemies with my good friend Mark Lane who covers the Cowboys for WFAA down in Dallas. I'm intrigued to see the chess match between Nick Sirianni and Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn has this Cowboys defense playing with a bit of a swagger. They've been able to get turnovers, yada, yada, yada. I want to see Nick Sirianni go in there against a seasoned former head coach and put his game plan on display. Make Dan Quinn question what he's doing and be like, huh, wasn't expecting that, but here we are, and now I've got to adjust. Make Dan Quinn adjust on the fly. So I want to see that chess match and I want this Eagles defense on on top of everything else to be able to go out there and force turnovers and make this Cowboys offense feel like they walked into a buzzsaw in their own stadium. And it's it's, it's just a fun game. It's it's Monday Night Football. It's the most viewed rivalry game like on TV. Since 2004, people tune in for Eagles-Cowboys. They love it. They eat it up no matter how much you hear the national media bash the Eagles, bash the Eagles fans, and then praise the Cowboys and their fans. People tune in for this game because they want the action. They want the the history of the rivalry. And sure, it's not as historic as some other rivalries in the NFL, but it lives up to the bill nine times out of ten when these two teams play. You put it in prime time. You put it on Monday Night Football. It's gonna be an electric factory. Plus, we get Monday Night Manning as an option for this game. Like, can't wait for it. Uh, it's gonna be a ton of fun. And for more analysis and breakdowns from a Cowboys side of things, and you know, getting questions that I needed answered from somebody who's got the in-depth analysis on the Dallas Cowboys as well as he does, go check out the most recent episode of Eagles Enemies. Right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast feed with my friend Mark Lane and myself as we break down the matchup, talk about all three facets of the game, and uh, it was—it's always a blast talking to Mark about the uh, the Eagles Cowboys matchup. He always brings it, and uh, very fortunate to always have him uh, in my back pocket to to talk Eagles Cowboys with. So. Definitely go check out this week's episode of Eagles Enemies. No video clips for it because uh, Mark and I always do it old school over the phone. uh, And it would feel disingenuous to to stray away from that after we both were big fans of the the old school phone call method during 2020 when Mark came on the show twice. So be sure to check that out and uh, can't wait for Eagles. Cowboys Monday Night Football at Jerry World for the Cowboys first home game of the season too like I can't wait to ruin those scumbags whole week by beating them on Monday Night Football Um, but let's get into a little Phillies talk because these bastards continue to tear my heart out sew it back in rip it back out spit on it step on it and make me feel like an absolute crazy person and that is what they have done. All season long. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper ninety. You already know.
1: You, <laughs> are already
0: know. you already I think that's we, how it we always is. like 45 years, like, minutes and we are at like Chelsea. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I'm Mad Cat And we are here to talk about Champions League Soccer today. Stop Ben's time. What's up? We're back. So this stupid little team that I invest so much of my mental health and happiness into since the last time we talked, they've rebounded uh, from losing that opening game against the Orioles and losing on Sunday night baseball to the Mets. Uh, So they took 2 out of 3 from the Orioles. And uh, then they ended up taking 3 out of 4 from the Pirates. Leading into today's action on Sunday as I record this. All you needed to do was win, baby. Just win. And you'd keep your ground. You'd keep it rolling going into this massive series against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, You'd also finish with an over 500 record record. With still plenty of games to go, you know, you have six games to go after today, and you'd finish with a record above 500 for the first time in a fucking decade. Riddle me that, Batman. And the Phillies, of course, in ultimate Phillies fashion, go out and get shut out by the Pittsburgh Pirates 6 0. Who, mind you, the Pittsburgh Pirates going into today were 57 and 97 with a negative 210 run differential. Negative 210, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. Put that in perspective. The Pirates opponents have scored 210 more runs than they have this season. The San Diego Padres are dead to me. They couldn't get the job done against the Braves. Um, They were absolutely abysmal in their efforts to help the Phillies get into the playoffs via the, uh, the old NL East ticket route. And... The Braves end up beating the Padres 4-0 on Friday. They end up beating uh the Padres 10-8 on Saturday. And they end up beating the Padres 4 to 3 on Sunday. They finished a game two, I believe, um where they like won one of the games, so like whatever. They they essentially got swept by by the damn Braves. Um, so the Padres are absolutely dead to me. That's why they're gonna miss the playoffs after their hot start. They're they're at 500 right now. Those absolute loser bums, frauds, um, could not believe what my eyes saw watching them just absolutely falter against a Braves team that they should have been able to beat. Um, but the Phillies get the Braves now for three, two and a half games back in the division. Trying to clinch a playoff spot, trying to clinch this division for the first time since twenty eleven. And here's the the issue. The Braves are thirty-seven and thirty-seven at home. So they're five hundred ball club. Uh and the Phillies are thirty-four and forty-one on the road. One of those two has to cave. <laughs> um the the Braves Stadium is just a house of horrors for the Phillies, and it has been Since they moved to that new ballpark, I don't know what it is. I hate that the Phillies are ending this season on the road against the Braves and against the Marlins. Um, It's absolutely terrifying. I I truly don't know what to expect over the next six days. I don't know what this Brave series is going to bring in terms of just emotional distress. Um, I, I don't know what to expect to be quite honest. I'm terrified. I'm excited. I mean, it's meaningful baseball in the final week of the season, and that's all we could have asked for. Am I right? No, because we had higher expectations for this fucking goofball team, and they've continued to let us down. They're 81-75 and with six games to play. They can still finish at 500, which is absolutely hilarious. Oh, that would be so on brand. For this team to just lose six straight and finish at five hundred, um, but essentially you have to sweep the Braves to keep your season alive, for all intents and purposes, because you're gonna if you don't, and then you have to rely on the Mets to beat the Braves throughout the the final th- weekend of the season. I, I just can't put myself through that. <laughs> I will I will collapse all over. Um but the the brave series starts as you guys are listening to this today, Monday. Monday, Tuesday, or er, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm sorry. So off day or no, I'm sorry, off day on Monday. So we get Eagles football Monday and then it goes right into a stressful Philly series. So hopefully the Eagles win to bring a little light to our lives. <laughs> Get in the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at get in the whole pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content, keeping you up to date on the world of golf, releasing weekly, a part of the underground sports, Philadelphia family of podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. But we get Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of, of Philly's Braves. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday of Philly's Marlins. And Bryce Harper ended today, or kicked off today's game with a speech saying he hopes that uh, he'll see Phillies fans back at Citizens Bank Park on October 11th, which would be Game 3 of the NLDS. Bryce, I wouldn't get your hopes up, pal, because even if uh, the Phillies do end up getting into the playoffs, um, which would probably have to be by the division at this point, if I'm not mistaken, they'd have to clinch the division to get into the playoffs, um... Yeah, I mean their their wild card elimination number is one, um, because the Cardinals have gone on an absolute ridiculous run over the past like two and a half weeks, and are all but certain to lock up that second wild card spot. Um, so the Phillies, if they're going to get in the playoffs, it's going to be via the division. The Braves' magic number is five, and. The, the postseason is upon us for baseball once again, and if it started today, the Phillies would not be in the playoffs. Um, they could be the lone team that clinches a playoff spot with a negative run differential, which would be pure comedy, uh, because the Phillies run differential currently sits at negative five after today. <laughs> Gotta love things like that which you guys can go to playpickup.com, play the headlines, build up points on your fan profile on the hottest headlines in sports, and you guys can pick who you think is going to have the best run differential by the end of the season, which unless the Phillies score like a gazillion runs in the final six games of the season, it's going to be the Braves who are at plus 121 right now. Um, So go to playpickup.com and start playing the props with our friends at Pickup. This Phillies team, though, they are the most unbelievable team in sports. Like, there should be a 30-for-30 on just how poor this rebuild went and how, like, ridiculous these past couple of seasons have been where they've, like, inched and clawed towards the playoffs and just fallen short, and this season could shape up to be very similar. Um, But losing to the Pirates 6-0, you just can't do that. You can't lose that game today and that is just the the epitome of the Phillies 2021 season. They've got the Braves, they've got the Marlins, two teams they have historically struggled with in the locations that they'll be playing them in and just the Marlins overall. Somehow they are 8 and 8 against the Marlins this year. So again, could still finish under 500 against the Marlins for the season if they get swept uh or could finish at like 500 Or right around it It's still disgusting that they haven't been able to just like Slam the door shut on the Marlins Throughout the season Since like 2010 Um I just don't know what to make of this season right now It comes down to literally six games The Braves magic number is five If you win On Tuesday I think that puts you A game and a half back, I want to say. I don't think you gain two games, even though the Braves lose and you win. It might. Let me see if I can find a baseball standings calculator. Here we go. Learn how to do these things. Can we calculate them, though, on here? So, let us see here. Baseball standings calculator. Does this website actually work? That's the real question. This has me installing TikTok, and that's not what I want. Uh, Here we go team Braves Phillies the Braves currently have 83 wins I love that we're doing this live on the podcast right now because I can't do basic math Dom is probably sick to his stomach listening to me do this 75 update oh team 3 just do the whole division I guess 64-91 64-92 Alright, so if the Phillies were to win on Tuesday and go to 82-75 and 75, Braves would go to 83-73 and 73. That would put the Phillies a game and a half back If the Phillies win there yeah, so essentially you have to sweep the Braves to move into first place and then have any chance and then openly rooting for the Mets to take down the Braves in that final series of the, of the of the season, or if somehow you go let's say eighty three and seventy six the Braves go to eighty four so that gives them one win, and two losses would be 74, I believe. Yeah, so that would have you at a game and a half back going into the final weekend of the season where you would have to sweep the Marlins, and you would need the Mets to beat the Braves twice, or sweep one of those two. It's going to be stressful. <laughs> Final week of the Major League Baseball season for Phillies fans. We are going to be sweating it out. We might do live streams. uh, Potentially like watch along live streams for these games. Because that's how stressed we're going to be. So yeah. Get ready. Buckle up. Because I would fucking love to be covering postseason baseball. Even if it is just for one series. For the first time in underground sports Philadelphia history. We have not covered... A playoff series because the Phillies have not made the playoffs since we've started this podcast. Um, so, hey, Phillies, go win. Go do the damn thing. Sweep the Braves. Take them down. Let's let's get some red October baseball going in this bitch. Let's keep it rolling. Final bit of uh, news and notes. Make sure you guys go follow the latest Underground Sports Philadelphia brand account at Buffs and Snuffs. It's going to be our Survivor coverage. We're going to live tweet Survivor on Wednesday nights and, um, you know, potentially have like blogs and stuff about Survivor and and things like that. And if we get enough traction from our segments on our Wednesday night shows with Matt and myself and our recaps and everything we do on the show, we're going to make that a part of our Wednesday night show um, if you missed last week's show. So... Let us know if you want the Survivor content from us. We are more than happy to bring it and deliver it. Matt and myself love Survivor. My sister is a huge Survivor fan as well. Um, so if we get enough traction, get enough demand, get enough love, I know coming into this Survivor season, we had a, a few people slide in the DMs asking if we were doing a Survivor podcast or had you know aspirations to do one. And the answer, to put it simply, is yes, but... Um, due to Survivor being on Wednesday nights and both Matt and myself and my sister working day jobs as well, it would be very close to impossible for us to be able to, one, record our main show, which is, you know, big time brand. You know, we have sponsors backing this thing. So obviously that it takes number one priority. Um, and then having to sit down and watch the hour-long episode of Survivor, Then after that, which would be around like nine o'clock Eastern time, after that, go and record, you know, an hour long episode of a podcast to recap Survivor and then to have it up on Thursday morning along with everything we do for, you know, our podcasts and on top of editing and uploading this main show on Wednesdays into Thursday morning for you guys to listen to and our streamer season podcast with myself and Dylan Mazzola where we break down movies and TV shows and and news from that world on our podcast network. Um, It would be almost impossible to get it done plus it's football season so during football season we also have the Dan Russo show we have Eagles enemies and recording schedules are absolutely insane during football season. Luckily like now that Premier Lacrosse League season is is over and my traveling schedule will be a, will be a little lighter um until around, you know, December. We're going to assess everything and if if we get enough traction, get enough following and get enough demand for it, it'll be something we think about going into season 42 of Survivor. Um but go follow the the Survivor account. Let us know. That'll let us that'll be a big gauge of the demand you have for us covering Survivor, it's at Buffs and Snuffs on Twitter. Um, so we'll be live tweeting Survivor stuff from there. We'll be talking all things Survivor there, and our blogs and everything will be funneled through there. But it'll obviously be retweeted from the main account hub as well, at Underground PHI, which you guys should be following. Um, so get ready. Monday Night Football, Eagles-Cowboys, I'll be hanging out. With the homies from Last Out Media and Bell and the Birdmen, uh, my man John Barchard, Vince Quinn. I'll be hanging out with them tomorrow, um, doing a little content for for them. So be be tapped in at Bell and the Birdmen on Twitter, Instagram, all their social channels. They're going to be live streaming the entire game, if not you know most of it. Um, so be ready for that. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'm going to be hanging out with them tomorrow night. And then uh, follow us. We're gonna be up to date with everything Eagles going on throughout the game. Uh, at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Don't worry. I promise the Instagrams for all of our brands will be updated very soon with content. It has just been a wildly busy time in my life, and just the the amount of time that Instagram takes to post and everything drives me up a wall. But it will be updated very soon at Underground PHI. Go follow those. To accounts you can follow me at kbizzl311 check out the website undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com by the time you guys are listening to this there should be a new blog recapping the entire netflix to dumb event and uh some things that i'm very excited for intrigued by and just flat out flabbergasted by that netflix announced because netflix is back and dylan and i will be uh definitely recapping everything from to dumb We live-streamed it on Saturday afternoon, but we'll be recapping it on this week's episode of Streamer Season as well. Follow all of our brand accounts. Help support us. Help us do this damn thing and bring you guys the best damn content we possibly can from all of our uh, franchise platforms. And um, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know how you're feeling about this Eagles-Cowboys game, how you feel about this Phillies final week of the regular season. Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? What's the vibe you have about this team heading into this final week? Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too, and we know there are five stars. And uh, you can also check us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your shows, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Make sure you follow at OTBLaxPod, at StreamerSZN, at Get the Whole Pod, at Fourth and Goal USP, at FC Top Bins, and at Buffs and Snuffs for all of our good, juicy content we're bringing to you from the underground. Big thank you to our sponsors Main Auto LLC, Ducharme's Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades, use our promo code USP to get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, get the vodka soda party packs at StatesideVodka.com. And if you want to get the 1-liter bottles of vodka and support us, you can use promo code USP at StatesideVodka.com. You've got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly and our friends at Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 363. Be sure to check out the latest episode of Eagles Enemies with myself and Mark Lane right here on the the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast feed. And uh, until Wednesday night, hopefully, we're talking about an Eagles win uh, live on twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. I'm your boy KB. It's always go, birds. Let's go, Phillies. And I am signing off. Until Wednesday, I'll see you, suckers, next time. Peace.